COVID is smart enough to distinguish between left and right activities. Hate crimes aren't hate crimes, are hate crimes. Cancel culture strikes again, and Walmart mandates masks. All this and more on this episode of The Johnny Ray Show. You know, I used to think COVID was a farce created to distract Americans and force them to be in fear of their life. But after finding out that COVID can't actually distinguish between a conservative protest and a leftist riot, well, I'm convinced this is either the end of the entire world or it's still a far self-made propaganda machine to force us to bend to the will of politicians. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first. Today, podcasts are all the rage. Everyone wants a voice, and now Anchor has given you that voice. Anchor is the easiest way to podcast, whether it's political or fun, about parenting, or just your day-to-day routine. Anchor is the free, easy way to get heard. Anchor allows you to create, edit, and publish your podcast right from your smartphone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so you don't have to. It's everything you need to create a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So does anyone remember back in April when law-abiding citizens protested in Virginia about the lockdown orders and everybody on the left screamed that they were going to kill everyone because of COVID? Well, then George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people rioted, looted, pillaged, and plundered almost every major city in America, and no one batted an eye. They even encouraged people to join in, and then said these riots would not cause a spike. I do, and CNN does. You know why? Here's what their story said. Despite warnings from public health officials, new research suggests Black Lives Matter protests across the country have not led to a jump in coronavirus cases. A new study published this month by the National Bureau of Economic Research used data on protests from more than 300 of the largest U.S. cities and found no evidence that coronavirus cases grew in the weeks following the beginning of protest. In fact, researchers determined that social distancing behaviors actually went up after the protest, as people tried to avoid the protests altogether. But obviously, these demonstrations caused a decrease in social distancing among actual protesters. They're quoted as saying, Our findings suggest that any direct decrease in social distancing among the subset of the population participating in the protests, more than offset by increasing social distancing behaviors among others who may choose to shelter at home and circumvent public places while the protests are underway. Then... When Trump began the campaign trail again, stopping in Tulsa, Oklahoma for his first rally since the outbreak, and the left went right back to screaming how the gathering was causing a spike. But you see, they overplayed their hand, because they released that 
the day before the actual rally, which, dum dum dum, was about two weeks after the riots in Tulsa, and lo and behold, a spike. <gasps> you mean the spike was due to the riots and not a Trump rally? No way! Yes way! Oh, wait, it gets even better, because now Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City, that guy, he has canceled all major New York City events, including the Feast of San Gennaro, all the way through September 30th. Oh, all of them except for Black Lives Matter protests, that is. He says, as New York has begun its reopening process, accessible open spaces are more important than ever. While it pains me to call off some of the city's beloved events, our focus now must be on the prioritization of city space for public use and the continuation of social distancing. And he went on Wolf Blitzer on CNN, and he even further reiterated that it's only gatherings of anybody on the right or conservative or even moderate side because when Wolf asked him if Black Lives Matter protests were going to be stopped, he narrowly avoided the question but basically said those were going to be okay. Here, take a listen. Outdoor concerts and it means things like parades, you know, things that here in the city can mean not just thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. It's just not time for that now. What about protests? If people want to march down Fifth Avenue, are they going to be allowed to do so? Look, Wolf, this is always an area of real sensitivity. If you're just talking about health, we would always say, hey, folks, you know, stay home if you can. But we understand at this moment in history, people are talking about the need for historic changes. I mean, today in New York City, you know, recognizing the power and the meaning of the message Black Lives Matter, which we did in front of Trump Tower today, uh, this is a historic moment of change. We have to respect that, but also say to people, the, the kinds of gatherings we're used to, the, the parades, the fairs, we just can't have that while we're focusing on health right now. Real sensitivity. Historic moment of change that needs to be respected, but not fairs, parades, and other gatherings. It, it's, if it's not perfectly clear to you, the narrative that's set out by the left and the left-ran cities and states and governments? I don't know what is. Speaking of the Black Lives Matter organization and what they stand for, the St. Louis state attorney filed and was granted a search and seizure warrant on the couple who stood their ground amid the Black Lives Matter protest that destroyed their fence, uh, tore up their private property and threatened to burn their house and kill their dog. So a few weeks back, um, the couple in St. Louis that came out aimed their weapons in the vicinity of the 300 plus rioters. That's what they were, rioters, that destroyed their fence, broke down their gate and and threatened the they were they were not charged yet but the St. Louis uh, attorney has now issued the search and seizure warrant which was um issued on Saturday uh the police detectives said that 
the home was not searched, but the the two two three rifle was voluntarily turned over. Uh, voluntary is a bit of an understatement. Um, they they didn't turn that over voluntarily. They did so because you guys got a search and seizure warrant for a weapon that was not used in any unlawful manner. It was not used to to harm anybody. It was not used to attack anybody. It was used to defend the home of a couple in St. Louis, which the law clearly states they had the right to do. This is just further proving the bias of the left and how they can bend and twist anything to fit what they want. But in 2020, it's been made perfectly clear that hate crimes are not hate crimes and legal acts actually are hate crimes. Uh, A few weeks ago, on June 26th, a black man, Damir Palmer, assaulted a white man in the Macy's. I'm sure everybody's seen the video. Um, it's been all over uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. Damir and his brother were in Macy's, and Damir swears up and down that the white man used the N-word, called him the racial slur while he was talking on a cell phone. So he defended himself against the racial attack of the white man. But it didn't turn out that way. Because after they investigated it, just for, I don't know, five seconds, they proved that the white man never said that. Never. So it became now an unprovoked attack, an assault on a white man, merely because he's white, because that's what the narrative is now, and that's what's normal, that's what the left is pushing, they push that uh, black people can't do anything wrong, even when they unprovoke, they attack somebody unprovoked in a Macy's simply for being white, they arrested Demir Palmer, And he faces one count of felony assault with intent to do great bodily harm. Less than murder. He's not charged with a hate crime, though. Because in 2020, a black person cannot commit a hate crime. It's been proven. It has been proven because if this is not a hate crime, then nothing is a hate crime. Nothing. If a black man assaulting for no reason other than skin color, a white man, if that is not a racially motivated hate crime, nothing is. It, it's they're, And they're not charging the brother for an accessory. Why? Merely because of the skin color. That, that's all it is. Because if I go out of my house and me and my buddy go down the street, and I am filming, and my buddy walks over and shoots somebody, he's going to get arrested. He's going to be arrested for shooting somebody. I am going to get arrested for an accessory. Because I was standing idly by 
filming the entire thing. But not in this case. In this case, his brother is not even arrested. And he filmed the entire thing. It's just crazy that in if you'd have told me 15 years ago that this type of thing was going to happen, I would have probably called you crazy and said, no, you're stupid. But in 2020, if a black man viciously beats a white man in a department store within an inch of his life, Simply because he's white and his brother films the entire thing laughing, hooting and hollering and doesn't even get arrested and he doesn't get charged with a hate crime. If he's convicted, he faces 10 years, 10 years for brutally beating a man half to death in a department store Solely because of his skin color. And he can do 10 years. Probably 8. Because the jails are overpopulated. If he goes to jail now. They're just going to let him right back out. Because that's what they're doing during the COVID. They're just letting everybody out anyway. So this man might not even see jail time. And he beat a man half to death. Simply because of his skin color. It's It's... It's crazy. And then move to California and the couple who painted over the Black Lives Matter mural, if that's what you want to call it, are being charged with a hate crime simply because they painted over something on the streets that they pay taxes for that they didn't want to see. So taxpayers painting over a painting that is indicative of a racist, hate-filled organization on a street in which they pay taxes to uphold is a hate crime, but assaulting a man purely based on him being white is not. Right. So the couple went on Tucker Carlson to defend themselves. Here's what they had to say. But there's one kind of expression that people like Nancy Pelosi can't stand and won't stand for. People who say the United States isn't racist and don't want public spaces filled with left-wing graffiti. In the town of Martinez, California, activists spray-painted Black Lives Matter in the middle of a public street, which they do not own, but they did it anyway. In response to this, two taxpayers, residents of the town, called Nicole Anderson and David Nelson, decided to return their street to normal. New York, this is not happening in my town. Not happening in my town, she said, to which the lunatic said, it's not your country. It's not your country. Now, to be clear, the people you just saw on tape hurt nobody. They destroyed nothing. And yet they have been charged with a hate crime by the state of California. Nicole Anderson and David Nelson join us tonight, and we're happy to have them. Thanks so much for coming on. Hello. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, if you would, I, I think what we already know, but just summarize for us quickly why you did this. Yeah, so Tucker, I was on my way home uh, on a bike ride, and I saw what they were doing downtown there uh, with the graffiti. And I grew up in Martinez, um, 
So it struck a chord with me. I don't agree with BLM. Um, yep. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I have no problem with, with black people. That's not what this is about. They have a hidden agenda. So um, when I saw yep. that, I went home and let Nicole know. And she said, I'm going to go down there and paint over it. And I said, nah. And she goes, yes, I am. Well, she has her mind made up. That's what she's, she's going to do what she's mm. going to do. So mm. we went down there. And I went down there just to have her back. And, uh, and then somebody got in my face and just kind of set me off. And I, I want to be clear that I wish I would have handled it more diplomatically. Um, but I was angry. And we're, we're sick of this. Uh, we're sick yeah. of the narrative. Um, I just don't want them to defund our police. Luckily, we have them. Thank God we have them in these last couple days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you're uh, you're aware, and, it, and it's your town. I mean, you, you just said that you're from there, um, yes. and yeah. the people who painted this don't own the street. I presume you pay taxes. Yes. Sir. So, oh, yeah. you're aware that in California, it, rather in San Francisco, not that far from you, BLM activists ripped down a statue and spray painted "Kill Whitey" on it, which is obviously a racial attack and incitement to violence. I don't think anyone was charged with a hate crime. In fact, nobody was. Why do you think you were charged with a, quote, hate crime? Well, it's because we decided to stand against a, a, an organization uh, that we don't agree with. And that's, that's the issue that, I'm, that we're facing. And that if, if an American can't stand up and voice their opinion and be, uh, we're being silenced, um, yeah. it's a cancel culture that we're living in. And if we don't do something, we need to stand up. Everybody needs to get together and band together and actually take to the streets. I hear a lot of talk. But I don't actually see Americans standing up and doing something about it. And the no. reason being is because we're losing jobs when we stand up. You see what happened to Kelly Loeffler. Um, yeah. They want her to step down. So, I mean, mm -hmm. this, is, this is what we're facing here in America. And uh, it's, it's imperative that we do something and do it quick because we're, we're starting to lose ground here. Yeah, well, they're trying to make an example out of you. The people who did yeah. this, who charged you with a hate crime, should be impeached because it's completely yes. outrageous. But I, I got to wonder about the consequences to you. I mean, there's nothing more shameful than being charged with a hate crime, which is, of course, why they did it. Are you worried about losing your job? Uh, it's it's you. in the balance. It's, 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 it's up in the air right now as we speak. Um, I work for I, myself. Yeah, she works for herself, so she doesn't have to worry about it. But, but you uh, think yes, you could be fired, David, because of this? Yes, I'm, I'm, yeah. actually, uh, I'm actually on a, a leave type of thing right now to wait and see what happens. Man, you got a lot of brass. This was a brave thing. This was a brave thing to do. I mean, do you, are you paying a lawyer to defend you? Again, I just want to say again, uh, you've been charged with a hate crime for yes, yeah. painting over graffiti that wasn't supposed to be there. That, yeah. That's right. This is the double standard and the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It's okay for, for BLM to go around and burn down the country. Uh, terrorize America, uh, actually kill people. Um, uh, they've done more harm than they've done good, Tucker. Um, They're not yeah. saving and, black lives. And when, we, and when we stand up and give them a little iota uh, taste of their own medicine, uh, this, this is the extreme measures that are being taken. And uh, we can't let it happen. We need to stand up. We need to get together, all Americans in every city, and, and, and take to the streets. Yeah. It's, it's, Man, I hope someone defends this. you. Conservatives have spent billions of dollars on these nonprofits in D.C. They vote for the Republican mm -hmm. politicians. I hope one of those people, many of them, spring to your aid because this is an outrage. You're very brave. Thank yeah. you for coming on tonight. I Thank really you very much, Joker. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. David Nicole, thanks. So it's a hate crime to paint over something on the city street that you pay taxes to uphold not a hate crime to pull down statues 
all across the country simply because you don't like them. This is what Nancy Pelosi had to say to the statue, uh, statues being tore down. I don't care that much about statues. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People do what they do. People do what they do. Hmm. Okay. So it's not okay to paint over the the street that you you pay to uphold when you pay your taxes because you don't want it to be covered in some uh, racist propaganda that is a that is a hate crime that's bad but it's not it, it's okay if you want to pull down statues simply because you don't like the historical historical significance of that statue it was okay to tear down robert e lee thomas jefferson theodore roosevelt it was okay to tear all them down because you don't agree with what happened while they were alive and the fact that we built the monument to teach what not to do you don't agree with that so you just tear them down you deface them you spray paint them you uh, there was one that they actually tore down lit it on fire and then threw it in the ocean that's okay it's okay to do that. It's okay to deface public property with Black Lives Matter. It's not okay to then paint over that. And and this isn't just right now. I mean, this is over the last couple of months. I I've read stories and there's stories out there of people who have painted murals of George Floyd. I think it's time that we look into how biased and how much of a double standard there truly is. I, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but it, it's significant to, to this particular story anyway. And that is, the left hates everything about our history. They tear down statues because they say that the they have no historical significance, that they were bad people because they owned slaves, which not not to say that slavery was good. I, I know a lot of people will take that out of context. They'll say, well, you're defending slavery. I'm not defending slavery. I hate slavery. I think slavery was probably the worst thing that could ever have came into this country, ever. But... Being morally wrong and legal are not mutually exclusive. Owning slaves was legal at the time. Yes, morally wrong, legal nonetheless. So you you tear down these statues because they were doing something that you believe is morally wrong, we believe is morally wrong. Everybody agrees slavery was morally wrong. 200 years ago you tear them statues down but at the same time you're building up people who were morally wrong in this generation George Floyd prime example what happened to him horrible he shouldn't have died it was murder everybody's agreed to that 
nobody hasn't agreed with that. If they have disagreed with that, they were an idiot. But you can't tell me that you want to tear down the statue of Robert E. Lee because he was a morally bad person for owning a slave or slaves, but you want to build and paint statues, monuments, and murals to a man like George Floyd who just 10 years, less than 10 years ago, went and stuck a gun in the pregnant stomach of a woman, forced himself into her home, allowed five other men to come into that home, while he said, if you want your unborn baby to live, you will give us your jewelry and money. He then proceeded to pistol whip for you, for those of you that don't know, that means he hit her with the pistol repeatedly in the head while his five friends ransacked that lady's house and took her jewelry, her money, everything they could get their hands on. That's why he did seven years in prison. Now, does that sound like a man who morally deserves to be muralized and memorialized? No, it doesn't. What he did was no different than Robert E. Lee owning a slave 200 years ago. The only difference is, is that he did it 10 years ago. Robert E. Lee was 200 years ago. George Floyd was 10 it, it's ridiculous to me that people will spit on, deface, tear down, and hate a, a, a statue depicting a man 200 years ago that nobody alive was hurt by. Not one. There's not one living person in America, or in the world for that matter, that was alive to be hurt by the immoral act of slavery. Not one. There are, in fact, people right now that were hurt by George Floyd and his hugely immoral actions of assaulting, threatening, and robbing a woman. How do you think that woman feels? I don't know where she lives, but... How do you think she feels walking down the street and looking up and seeing a mural of the man who attacked her less than 10 years ago? Do you think that that doesn't affect her? Because I'll be willing to bet an entire year's salary it does. Rayshard Brooks. He's another one you want to build up as a, a martyr for the cause. His rap sheet is longer than my left leg. And that's a fact. He has assault, DUIs. He's got three or four DUIs. He's got, he's got false imprisonment of a child. He kidnapped and falsely imprisoned a child. Along with assault and domestic violence on his spouse. Now, do you think that those children that he falsely imprisoned 
when they walk down the streets of Atlanta and see a mural painted of the man who kidnapped them, do you think that that doesn't affect them? Because I'd be willing to bet it does. But that's, that's the double standard of the left. They tear down statues of people they didn't agree with, but by God, if it's somebody that they agreed with, they build them up, patronize them, canonize them, and they show them for the world to see. Now, do I believe that statues of Robert E. Lee are fundamental? Not necessarily. I do believe that they're here to teach a lesson, to show what not to, to repeat in our history. Do I really want to die on the hill of a statue of Robert E. Lee? Not necessarily, but I'll be damned if I'm going to allow the left to tear down the people of our history because they don't agree with them and then canonize and patronize people who were just as, if not more, immorally wrong as the people that they're tearing statues down for. George Floyd, as a person, was a piece of human garbage. Did he deserve to die at the hands of that police officer? No. But, he was a human, walking, talking, breathing piece of garbage. So was Rayshard Brooks. If you want to go back further than that, Eric Garner, he was no saint, I promise you that. Trayvon Martin, same way. Definitely not a saint. But you've patronized and canonized all these people who were immorally pieces of garbage and in the same breath tore down statues of people that were just as immorally pieces of garbage. That is the double standard of the left and that is what I cannot abide. I cannot stand idly by while you do that. Cancel culture strikes again. This time Goya Foods. When the CEO of Goya Foods, Robert Union Yu, went to the White House the other day to speak at an executive order signing, he did the unthinkable, the dastardly, the most heinous thing one could ever do. He complimented President Donald Trump. I know, I know, that bastard, right? I'll play what he said, then analyze what he said with what the narrative says he meant. Take a listen. Uh, we're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump, who was a builder. And that's what my grandfather did. He came to this country to build, to grow, to prosper. And so we have an incredible builder, and we pray. We pray for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and, and to grow. Today, I have an announcement to make that the Gran Familia Goya uh, wanted to share with all of you. He said, we are truly blessed to have a leader like President Trump. And I pray for President Trump and America. That dirty, rotten scoundrel. How dare he pray for our country and our duly elected president? How dare he say... We are blessed to have a president that the leftists have been spending billions and billions of taxpayer money trying to oust from office. That the leftists have spent upwards of four years going from one fake charge to the next, from Russian collusion to Ukraine collusion to blaming him for a pandemic. How dare this man?
Now the left is boycotting Goya Foods because he complimented Donald Trump. But that seemed to have backfired when several uh, conservative political figures and uh, conservative figures in general have actually met the boycott with what they're titling a boycott. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz was one of those uh, conservative political figures that pushed this on Twitter uh, a few days ago. According to Fox Business, there's a Goya supporter in Virginia named Casey Harper who actually started a GoFundMe, and he attributed the massive um, uh, results of the GoFundMe to people feeling tired of having to walk on eggshells in political discourse. He said, what if we raise up and say no to cancel culture and feed the country at the same time? Uh, the GoFundMe has currently raised $69,523, surpassing their original initial goal of 59000 So that's great news. That's great stuff. Um, people getting out there, they're buying Goya food because if the left says, you know, Goya food bad, the right's just going to meet that with Goya food great. And the last story that we have for today just released on Tuesday. Walmarts nationwide will be mandating masks in their business uh, starting the 20th of July on Monday. They released this on their website as well as all across the platforms. It says... From the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, our focus and priority has been and continues to be the health and safety of our associates, members, and customers. As the number of confirmed cases has spiked in communities across the country, so too have the number and type of face coverings mandates being implemented. Currently, about 65% of our more than 5,000 stores and Sam's Club locations are in areas where there is some form of government mandate on face coverings. To help bring consistency across the stores and clubs, we are, require, we are going to require all shoppers to wear a face covering starting Monday, July 20th. This will give us some time to inform customers and members of the changes, post signage, and train associates on new protocols. <coughs> It goes on to say, while we're certainly not the first business to require face coverings, we know this is a simple step everyone can take for their safety and the safety of others in our facilities. According to the CDC, face coverings help decrease the spread of COVID-19 and because the virus can be spread by people who don't have symptoms and don't know they are infected, it's critically important for everyone to wear a face covering in public and social distance. There's a lot wrong with that. I'll get into that afterwards, though. I'm going to go ahead and finish reading uh, what they posted. It says, In addition to posting clear signage at the front of our stores, Walmart has created the role of health ambassador and will station them near the entrance to remind those without a mask of our new requirements. Our ambassadors will receive special training to help make the process as smooth as possible for customers. The ambassadors identified by their black polo shirts, 
will work with customers who show up at a store without a face covering to try and find a solution. We are currently considering different solutions for customers when this requirement takes effect on July 20th. To help ensure consistency with this new process, all stores will have one single entrance. It also states, at Sam's Club, associates at the entrance will follow the same process with members, politely reminding them of our requirement to wear face coverings when shopping with us. Complimentary masks will be provided if the member doesn't have one or a member can purchase masks in the club. We know it may not be possible for everyone to wear face coverings. Our associates will be trained on those exceptions to help reduce friction for the shopper and make the process as easy as possible for everyone. As we've seen in states and municipalities with mask mandates, virtually everyone either brings a mask or readily complies to the requirement, and we anticipate that to happen in other areas as well. We know some people have differing opinions on this topic, We also recognize the role we can play to help protect the health and well-being of the communities we serve by following the evolving guidelines of the health officials like the CDC. We appreciate the understanding and cooperation of our customers and members in wearing face coverings to protect their safety and the safety of our associates. So, few things wrong with this. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I think it's completely ridiculous it's ludicrous, it's stupid, uh, and I don't think it's going to work for them the way that they think it is. Uh, it says, according to the CDC, face coverings help decrease the spread of COVID-19, and because the virus can be spread by people who don't have symptoms and don't know they are affected, it's critically important to, for everyone to wear face coverings and social distance. Um, there, There's really very little statistically verified data showing that masks decrease of any significant amount the spread of COVID-19. In fact, it's almost to the contrary that it really doesn't do anything because it's kind of like, and I use this example to prove the idiocy of this, is if I fart... And, and it goes through two layers of clothes, in my case, three layers, because I wear shorts under everything. What do you think that mask is going to do? Because it's not like when I fart and it goes through three layers of clothes, you don't smell it. You still do. Just like the COVID virus is going to go through the mask. It may, it may stop a little But statistically, it's been proven on several occasions that it's not that effective. And and what I've always wondered, and I've yet to have anybody tell me a a verifiable answer, is if you have a mask on that's supposed to stop COVID-19, what does it matter if I'm wearing a mask? Is there some weird, one-way, working, magical power that this mask has that it stops the germs coming out of my mouth, but it won't stop the germs from the air going into your mouth? Because if you have a mask on, 
you would be safe. And if you don't want to wear a mask, then you take the logical risk of getting it. it it's, it's crazy to me that you would think that just because I'm not wearing a mask and you are, that you're still somehow susceptible to it. If the mask works like they say it should, then what does it matter if I'm wearing a mask? It's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like vaccines. Huh? Crazy, I know, right? If, if you get the vaccine because you don't want to get the flu or you don't want to get the measles or the mumps or polio or whatever they give you vaccines for these days, if you've got that, what does it matter if I got it? It doesn't. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. But the CDC and the leftist crazies have whipped everybody up into such a frenzy that they believe, they legitimately believe that if I'm not wearing a mask, I am going to kill the entire world with my germs. Another question I've had that I've yet to have anybody answer to me is, is if social distancing works, why do you need a mask? If a mask works, why do you need to social distance? And if both of those work, why did we need a lockdown? Why did we need a quarantine? For the last three months or so, we've all been stuck in our, in our homes, not being able to go out and do what we needed to get done because they closed everything. People lost their jobs, people lost their houses, people lost their cars. For what? Because if masks or social distancing or both worked, why did we need to lock down and why did we need to quarantine? Nobody has been able to answer that. They said that they quarantined and locked everything down to flatten the curve. And that's exactly what they said they did. So why do we need to lock down again? Because now, all across the country, these Democrat-ran cities and some spineless Republican-ran cities and states are, are locking down yet again. They said that it was to flatten the curve, which was to not overwhelm our healthcare system, to not overwhelm our hospitals. And that's what they said it did. So, if now we did it, why do we need to do it again? That is the definition of of stupid to me and and actually better yet it's the definition of crazy it is it's the definition of crazy to do something over and over and expect a different outcome it's not going to be any different we've already flattened the curve We've already dropped our, our cases. We're like the lowest mortality rate in the world at this point. We're testing on a way higher number than any other country. We have done everything we could possibly do short of just nuking everybody and starting over. But the left is hell-bent on keeping this fear and this propaganda machine churning and going. And for what? I'll tell you what. Political agenda. 
Because I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet a whole year's pay right now that come November 4th, after the election, nobody, nobody will hear about COVID. COVID will fall off the map just like every other pandemic that we've had every other elector year. Every other election year, we've had something, and it disappeared miraculously after the election. And that's what's going to happen. They're pushing this agenda because they want to blame it on Trump, they want to force Trump to look bad, and they want to push their leftist agenda of mail-in ballots. Because I'm telling you what, when the mail-in ballots hit, which is what they're pushing for, that is the way. That's the way that they're going to do it. Because it is so easy for a person to go, Democrat? Yes. Democrat? Yes. Republican? Trash. Republican? Trash. Republican? Trash. It's too easy. Just in the last month, there was like four or five Democrat politicians who have now been charged with election fraud because of mail-in ballots. And for people to not see it and not realize what's going on is... It's crazy. I, I hate to do that. I hate to say that. But it is super crazy for people to not realize what's what's really going on um another thing that this statement said was that states with existing mask mandates will be the overall determining scale of of people being okay with this that's just ridiculous to say that that's like saying we're going to take away every state's guns and because California and New York seem to not care that Oklahoma, Texas and Wyoming won't either. <laughs> I mean like it you could try, but I don't think it's going to work out for you the way you think it is. It suffice to say Walmart has got a rude awakening coming and I give it maybe 2 weeks, maybe before reality sinks in. That not every corner of the country is just a-okay with being forced to wear a mask just to shop when your local family-owned grocery store is probably cheaper and safer anyway. I'm predicting that that soaring Walmart stock that everybody's been talking about because they were the only place open during the entire quarantine, I'm willing to bet that it's probably going to drop plummet dive bomb that's all the time that we have for this week i hope you enjoyed this episode of the johnny ray show make sure to tune in later on this week as a special episode called the johnny ray debate airs I'm looking at doing this once a week as well, if I can, where I can bring a guest on the show and have a real-time discussion and debate forum about different current events taking place. This week, we'll be discussing the BLM movement. Until then, have a good night and stay safe, folks.